Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Shout out to the men, or rather the man, keeping Taylor Swift safe. A masculinity at its finest. I'm gonna tell you all about it, plus so much more. I'll kick the morning starts right now. Hello, friends. How are you today? Welcome on into Outkick the Morning. I am your host, Charlie Arnold. Now, listen, making sure Taylor Swift stays safe is a very tough job. We know this, but an even tougher job, fighting Hamas. Taylor Swift's security guard is reportedly resigning from his $500,000 a year job guarding the most famous woman in music in order to fly home to Israel and fight the terrorist organization. Now, the bodyguard's name hasn't been released, but he apparently was a member of the Israeli Defense Forces before becoming a security detail for Swift. This is the same guard that went viral this summer because of his intense protection of Swift. And now, in light of war, has called on people to act, saying this, quote, don't be on the wrong side of history. While one side is protecting babies, kids, and the elderly, the other side is using those as human shields. It would be an insult to animals around the world to call them, meaning the terrorists, animals. But those are not human beings. This is such a cool story. I want you to think about it. This bodyguard could have easily stuck to his very well-paying cush job with Swift and have an incredible life, but instead he is going back home to risk his life for his country and everyone there. Really incredible stuff. All I can say is I hope Taylor rewards him for this heroic action, and once he's done helping to protect the people of his country, she welcomes him back onto the team, gives him a major promotion, because I know that this man is the exact type of person I would want looking after me if I were her. Oh, and while she's at it, I know she's extremely busy dating Mr. Pfizer and all, and you know, promoting her Eras tour where she's making hundreds of millions of dollars, but if you ask me, this might be an especially good time to finally put out a statement about the Israel-Hamas war. Yeah, just some food for thought. And meanwhile, some rare baseball news that is making headlines beyond the sports page. After a three-year historic run as the first female GM in baseball, Marlins general manager Kim Ng is stepping down. After the team tried to hire someone over her in baseball operations, she decided that it wasn't the place for her to stay. Now, Ng, if you know anything about her, she was the highest-ranking woman in major sports in North America, so this comes, as you can imagine, bit of a shock. Though you might recall Derek Jeter, also just earlier this year, stepped down as CEO of the Marlins after a similar disagreement. So there must be something in the water in Miami. That's the only thing that I can draw this conclusion and put it forth towards. But here's the thing, females in the front office and possibly on the bench as a manager is something that's stirring up quite a bit of controversy. And it's one thing that I talked about with former baseball star Aubrey, Aubrey Huff just yesterday. Take a listen. All right, everyone, I am so excited now to be joined by the one and only Aubrey Huff, former first baseman for the San Francisco Giants. Aubrey, thank you so much for being here. Uh, a lot to talk with you about. Uh, I want to first get into the difference of your fan base and how people connect with you and relate to you because you were so beloved as a member of the Giants. 
But now it seems like the more you air out your personal beliefs, your political beliefs, you're becoming a little bit more polarizing. Uh, is that just something you expected? Uh, is that something that you envisioned would happen? What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Texas and I've always leaned conservative, um, but I was never political ever in my life. I could care less about who was president. Didn't care. I didn't even know what Democrat and Republican was. All I wanted to do is go out there, hit home runs, cash checks. That's all I want to do every day. Mm -hmm. And then I retired from baseball. And then I started noticing how, you know, towards the end of my career, how the, you know, I met Obama in the White House when we won the World Series. And it was a great honor to me to go to the White House. Still, at that point, I wasn't political. Then I retired and I noticed how the whole world treated Obama like a rock star, the media, everybody. And then at that same time, everybody's treating Trump like the American dream. He was the rock star. But then all of a sudden, Trump runs. Now, all these same people that were kissing his butt prior, not calling him a racist and a joke and all these things. And I started putting two and two together. Just things weren't lining up to me common sense wise. And that's why I kind of went down the rabbit hole, went into this whole political realm. And, and I've just started becoming more aware of the lies that we've been taught our whole life. Yeah. So an avid Trump supporter, uh, and for good reason, that's why he's polling so well right now, obviously. Uh, you attended a Trump rally years ago, and then conveniently, perhaps, you were disinvited uh, for the 10-year reunion of the 2010 Giants team. Uh, also, maybe had to do with your social media, uh, maybe a combination of the few things. Uh, how does that affect you? I mean, that's got to hurt to know that you put your heart and soul into the game, to this organization. And now because you're being true to yourself and speaking your mind and what you truly believe in, that you're being disincluded from these events. Well, I think that's why the First Amendment is so important. And, you know, it seems like today it doesn't even really matter in today's society. Um, yeah, I remember the day well when Larry Bear, the president of the Giants, called me up. I was working out one day and, you know, I knew the invite was coming to the 2010 reunion. And he said, Aubrey, it's uh, Larry. You know, unfortunately, we're going to have to uninvite you to the to the World Series reunion. And I laughed at him thinking it was a joke, but he was dead serious. And now keep in mind, I was seventh in the league in MVP voting that year. MVP of the team. We don't win the World Series without me. Right. And. They I, like I said, I wasn't political at the time, but a lot of my tweets are my beliefs and, you know, whether or not you know, women belong in men's sports or men that used to be women or, or, or men that men that change themselves to women are now in women's sports, like all these things I start tweeting about. And it didn't go well with the San Francisco brass and the organization. And they all as a board board decided as that liberal city is not to invite me back to the World Series reunion. And when that news had struck, Pretty much every one of my teammates and all the guys that were coaches in the organization, we were all conservative. Most all baseball oh. players are. And so they were all laughing and loving. They were in support of what I said, but obviously they didn't want to come out and say anything because they're going to get attacked in the media and they're going to get worn out in San Francisco. But it was all a front office decision, not the players and coaches. Well, of all places, San Francisco, right? We see the, the lunacy that's going on in San Francisco right now. The whole city is being destroyed because of liberals. Uh, that's really a shame. I, I have a few different directions I want to go in based on what you said. But first and foremost, do you just see a general theme? I know that it isn't anything new uh, with players not being able to speak their minds for fear of being canceled, not being able to participate in events like you, uh, and just kind of being ostracized 
from the organizations that clearly, like you just stated, if it wasn't for you, there was no World Series title coming your way. Well, you know, there's there's two sides of me that wish sometimes with the money these guys are making, I was still playing today. <laughs> but then there's the other side of me that's like, well, you know what? I'm kind of glad I'm not playing today because I don't have to worry about the kneeling for the anthems, uh, the, the gay pride jerseys, things of that nature. But I've always thought to myself, man, what a time to actually play if it was really me. Because I would be one of those guys that would be right in the media. I know exactly where the media would go in the locker room every time because I would speak out against it. And if you find me, so what? I wouldn't care. You know why? Because it's my morals and my beliefs and my values. You're going to find me $100,000? Here, here's another 100000 for tomorrow. Because to me, you can't take it with you. But you can, you, your, and, your and, legacy. And it, and it, it does do a lot of, I, I think, damage to your soul when you're not able to speak your mind and you hold it in and feel like you're not being true to yourself. So I completely understand and I side with you on that. Uh, another thing you just said that was, very interest peaking was that most baseball players are conservative. That's that's something I've never heard before. That's actually the case. Is that among all league franchises? I would say 80% of baseball players are conservative. And the other 20% that aren't, aren't truly educated. You know, um, and um, it, it's interesting. I, I've often thought about this too. If, if any of the players in Major League Baseball actually came out and was really as outspoken as I am on Twitter, on Facebook, or whatever, on social media, and actually spoke out against all the rainbow jerseys and the shots and the COVID vaccines. What they don't realize is, I don't think, is the vast majority of the population don't believe in all this insanity. And if they went out and spoke against it, all the fines and stuff they might be getting from their organizations, they would make back tenfold from corporations that love to hear things like that. Their jersey sales would go through the roof. They would be an instant, they might be even more famous off the field than they would playing baseball if they would just stand their ground and hold to, the, to their beliefs and values. Okay, so you just mentioned your social media. That's another direction I want to go in. You are super saucy, Aubrey, on social media. Uh, you say a lot of things that rub people the wrong way. Uh, that's putting it lightly. Uh, but you also have said on few occasions that they're jokes and not all meant to be taken literally or seriously. Uh, what is it? Are you actually speaking your mind or is some of the satire? Where do your tweets generally fall? Uh, where, in, where in that realm? Well, there, there's, no, there's no doubt I believe in traditional gender roles. I believe the man, it's our duty, it's our privilege as a man in our DNA to go out and provide, protect for our families and leave a lasting legacy and to lead the family. And I believe the woman should appreciate and and uh, and be appreciative of the sacrifices the man makes. Stay home, raise the children, have everything done for him, and that's that's the way marriage used to be back in the day. And I feel like the roles have flip flopped now, and that's why we're so confused as a generation today, where women want to be, you know, the the boss lady and and um, childless at forty, and she's secretly miserable and all these things now. These are my opinions, but I truly believe this is what's going on in the world. And yes, I speak truth to that. Now, there are some things, too, that people are so triggered and offended today that I absolutely love just seeing just how far over the line I can go to piss them off and trigger them. It just entertains me. A lot of it, some of the things I say is just, it is, it's satire, just to see how funny reactions I You're get. You're trolling a little bit, right? And there are, 100%. Some there are some accounts that exist that purely their goal is to troll and they say things just to get people riled up. Uh, so I can't appreciate that to a certain extent. And, and I also will say, Aubrey, I agree with you on some of the 
I guess, um, ways that you look at gender roles. Uh, I, I don't think you're incorrect there. Uh, I think that, you know, a lot of women are going about life differently. They're treating their relationships differently. But there's one tweet uh, that also would fall in line with those traditional gender roles. And that's as it pertains to Alyssa Nacken, who is the current third base coach for the Giants and now being looked at for a promotion in a huge way. Uh, you had mentioned that you, let me read the exact tweet um, so I get it correct. You had said, they, the Fox Sports tweeted out, the San Francisco Giants have formally interviewed assistant coach Alyssa Nacken for their manager position. In your response, my God, what an embarrassing organization the Giants have become. Meanwhile, Bochi and the Rangers are bringing an old school mentality to the ACLS tonight. So is this... A little bit of trolling or do you really believe Alyssa is not qualified or fit to be a manager of this team no I, I 100% believe in what I tweeted there I mean I think analytics and the woke progressive nerds in the front offices of today's baseball organizations the only way they can get into baseball is to figure out a way to invent these ridiculous stats that mean nothing um, to score woke political points especially in San Francisco and to be a part of the game that they could never play and when you have guys like Dusty Baker, uh, Bruce Bochy, you even hear Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter talking about it pregame, how there's no iPads in the dugout. It's old school gut feeling mm -hmm. managing. I totally agree. I never thought I would agree with A-Rod in my life, but I did, I did there. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's to me, listen, I, I believe a woman, you know, if, if she's got dreams and goals, go for it, find this. But in my opinion, there's nothing but bad things could happen as a woman in a major league baseball club us with a bunch of men. Men aren't hardwired to take orders from a woman. We're just not, especially when a woman has never played major league baseball at 97 miles an hour coming in at them. How is she going to gain respect? What, what about the, the believe all women hashtag me too movement? God forbid she slaps some guy's ass by accident. And then he, you know, who knows, you know, yeah, all kinds of things can go wrong. Nothing good can happen. And is she qualified? Hey, she has 10 years in the minor leagues. She's tossed some, you know, baseballs towards players. And, you know, I don't know. Is she more qualified than the thousands of men that have gone through the minor leagues, gone through the big leagues and paid their dues? I don't think so. Okay. So the only reason she's being looked at, it's I, she won't get it's hired. You're saying it's to check a box, more or less. It's to check a box. It's political points. I don't think she'll get the job, but it's just like, look, we're woke. We're San Francisco. We gave her a look. Just to even say that she was being considered for them, they believe makes them look a certain way and their perception changes among, you know, obviously a, a very elite, a very elitist crowd uh, who's running the show in San Francisco and and Major League Baseball, for that matter, more than likely. Right. I mean, a lot of sports organizations wow. have gone woke, as we saw, for example, with the Dodgers doing the um, the what was that? Uh, trans nun night there yeah. was i can't remember the sisters of perpetual indulgence yeah. that's and you, it. you think god doesn't have a sense of humor they go zero and three in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh and then did you hear there was a member of the sisters of perpetual indulgence who was caught playing with himself uh a few weeks back in a public park where obviously tons of kids well that's that the giants will interview that person for the, yeah. the coaching job as well <laughs> okay okay so uh, i i see where you stand on that uh obviously in terms of gender norms and gender roles, uh, the idea of masculinity at its core, uh, what it stands for traditionally as all, is something that's high on your mind. Um, what is your take on men these days? Uh, because we have seen the idea of masculinity be shot down in so many different cases. I, for one, 
huge champion of what people are calling toxic masculinity. And I put it in air quotes because to me, they're just basically shutting men down for being men. There's there's really nothing toxic about being a man. Uh, toxicness doesn't align itself with a man or a woman. Uh, it's If you're toxic, you're toxic. So um, what's your stance on men these days versus men, let's say, when you first entered into MLB? It's a great question. I, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, these young men today being grown up in a in a school system that's heavily government run and state funded. Um, and the tr and rightfully so, most teachers are gonna be women. Um, but women don't know how to really raise young, strong, independent, strong men. And by and large, our, our boys are being raised by women every day. Mm -hmm. And the corrupt family court system, 83% um, of women file for divorce, taking the father's way. And in many cases there, they get sole custody of the children many are little boys and they're being raised by mothers that have no real idea how to raise real masculine men and these good fathers are being taken out by a court system that is 100 percent on purpose doing this mm -hmm. to weaken men because if you have weak men you can take over a complete country and what are we finding now these young boys are growing up and they are the simps the beta males that are sliding into the only fans comments of these girls Every every girl now thinks that they deserve a Prince Charming and need a compliment because all these simps are giving them all this love. And then they wonder where all the good men are. Well, all the good men are kissing your ass. And when you're told no, they don't get it. Right. So I don't blame the women. I blame lack of masculinity. And all the good work. men aren't on OnlyFans, Aubrey. I would I at least that's hope. correct. <laughs> and a lot of good men aren't really on social media either. I'm just on it just to bring awareness. To be honest with you, I've dabbled with getting off it back and forth, but you know. It's somebody's got to speak the truth. Yeah. Aubrey, do you have children? I have two boys. Okay. So, you know, what, what, on a daily basis, uh, what are you talking to them about? What are you instilling in them? Well, I'm, I'm absolutely telling them to treat a, treat a woman with respect, provide, protect for their family. Also provide and protect for yourself as well. I don't think a lot of men today realize the value of um, really as a young man, making your own way, carving your own path. Don't really worry about the women now. My boys are 13 and 15, and my 15-year-olds are just now starting to be interested in dating girls. I'm like, listen, they're going to be there. But right now, they choose, not you. Mm -hmm. But if you become the man, if you go out there and you are successful at 23, you're making good money, you're confident in who you are, you begin to pick, not them. And then you can just basically not be in that rat race that 99% of the men in the world I found themselves in undesirable, broke and lonely. Yeah. Or or uh, on the flip side, uh, not necessarily broke, but weak and broken down. And as you just referred to a complete simp, uh, a.k.a. Will Smith, uh, he's been all over the news. Oh. Like, I feel horrible uh, that he is in the position that he's in. Just Jada Pinkett just seems like a complete nightmare. Uh, oh. And to find yourself being so utterly disrespected. I don't care if you're a man or woman. It's just beyond me. That's that, that that case is baffling to me. I mean, he had me fooled for years. Here he is playing Hitch and all these like pimp characters and like bad boys. And man, talk about a complete 180. I thought that guy was the man. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Who would ever thought? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He was remember bad boys. I mean, the list goes yeah. on with the characters that he played. He was always like the strong man and a guy that you were like, oh, this guy definitely in terms of relationship and beyond things go his way. He calls the shots. No questions asked there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, before you know, we find out his wife was 
having sex with his son's best friend. Wow. And Tupac. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So also, um, just to get into like a couple of baseball-esque topics, um, we have four teams left right now in the playoffs. We've got the Rangers and Astros in the ALCS. We've got the Phillies and Diamondbacks in the NLCS. Aubrey, any predictions right now? Are you, who, who are you tuning in for? Uh, who do you see ending up in the World Series? Well, the biggest surprise has been the Diamondbacks. I mean, where the hell they come from? That, I mean, that's a team I figure would probably finish, you know, last or second to last in the NL West. And, and then <clears throat> they're probably one of the hottest teams right now, if not the Texas Rangers. I got the Texas Rangers, when they, when they snuck into the playoffs, I thought to myself, okay, it's been such a weird team all year. The Rangers, they get hot, get cold, get hot, get cold. But if they could get hot at the right time with a calm Bruce Bochy, they'll cruise this playoff. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they're what, 6-0 and now? And I don't see how you're going to stop them right now. When you're winning the way you won yesterday, 2-0, in, in um, a hostile environment like Houston, tonight, if they get them today, they step on their throats. This series is over. And I, I like the Rangers, and I like the Phillies in the World Series with the edge going to the Rangers. And I feel like if the Rangers win, which I believe they will, Bruce Bochy won't even go down as a Hall of Famer. Well, not only go down as a Hall of Famer, he will go down as the greatest manager that's ever played the game, ever managed the game. Aubrey, I'm so happy to have spoken with you. You're awesome. Uh, I will say that I totally, for the most part, um, the things that you're saying about men and women and their relationships and uh, gender norms, I'm on board with you. That's why I work here. And uh, I wish more people would would help to put out the same message because uh, it's it's very meaningful and very important. Charlie, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right. Well, a big thank you once again to Aubrey Huff for spending some time with me yesterday. And Rangers fans, hey, congratulations. Some celebrating I'm sure you're getting done today, as Aubrey predicted they would be. Uh, they won again last night. They now have a commanding 2-0 lead against the Astros. So, hey, I hope you're uh, getting to sleep in a little bit extra this morning because I'm sure last night, if you were celebrating properly, might have been a long night for all of you. Uh, okay. Well, back to business. Since we are on the topic of talking about gender norms, let's dive into this doozy of a story for you to really sink your teeth into. Let me start by showing you a few photos. Take a look at these. These look like baby dolls, right? And they are technically baby dolls, but listen, guys, there's a catch. They can cost around or more than $20,000 and are used as stand-ins for actual children. The customer? Infertile women. These lifelike dolls, called Reborn Dolls, are custom-painted. They can be equipped with a battery-operated breathing machine, human hair, and they are also scented. Almost the real thing, except not at all. First, let me say, I feel for any woman who is infertile, I can't even imagine the pain that comes along with such a discovery, but 
The saddest part is the bulk of infertile women these days could have avoided such tragedy. And there are several factors that one can blame it on. First off, women are giving up their prime baby-making years for their careers. Experts say the prime years for a woman to become pregnant is during her 20s and also early 30s, but society constantly pushing the girl boss mentality, encouraging women to forego motherhood for at least a bit and push it off to further their careers, of course. Listen to this horrific statistic. Morgan Stanley estimates that 45% of women in their prime working years, which is ages 25 to 44, will be single and childless by the time 2030 arrives. That is a very scary statistic and one I hope to never become because I know for me personally, I want children more than anything, but I mean, I'm sitting here right now. I've also given up a lot of my prime pregnancy years to work. I've put my career before a lot of things and that puts me in a little bit of a precarious position. But that being said, I have also already frozen my eggs. And guess what? It was paid for by my last employer. And this is a tactic commonly seen as one in five large U.S. employers offer this benefit now. It's at 19% up from 6% in 2015. Why? Well, because employers realize if they can offer this tremendous benefit, women will put motherhood on the back burner for longer. Now, aside from timing, women also have crushed their fertility using birth control. More than 100 million women now use it. It completely suppresses and messes with your hormones and not just while actively taking the medicine. Hence why you notice that fertility rates continue to shrink year by year. And finally, my biggest piece of advice, ladies, for the love of God, stop drinking tap water. Tap water is effectively birth control because it has birth control in it. Because, well, it's just how it goes. Women pee and they are peeing out their medication. So yes, men, also you need to definitely listen up. This is a big heads up for you because also this estrogen in the water that you are drinking, the tap water, is also going to mess with your hormones. And not to mention, also doing damage to fertility, there are forever chemicals in water. These are known as PFAs. These can cause pre pregnancy problems, also birth defects. And right now, we're all sitting here with microplastics in our blood from the water we drink and also the food we consume. It's disgusting, but pretty much unavoidable at this point. So to all of the women out there, and also the men who care about the women in their lives, don't put off having kids until it's too late. Get off the birth control and please stop drinking tap water. Unless, of course, you want to shell out $20,000 for a baby doll to love and to care for. All right, guys, that is all I've got. I'm always leaving you with a bit of a mind turner, if you will. That's my goal here. I want to get you to think. I want to get you to uh, approach the day with a different perspective. So, once again, I appreciate each and every one of you for being here with me on Outkick the Morning. Uh, you have a couple jobs. One is to hit that subscribe button. Also, please make sure you're signing up for the alerts as that is the way you will be notified when a new episode hits the interwebs. Also, leave me a like, leave me a comment, find me on social media at Charlie on TV. I always have so many things for you guys to do, right? But I feel like I do a lot for you, so come on, show me some love back. Uh, on that note, that is all the time we have, but guess what? I will be in this chair same place, same time tomorrow. So until then, have a fantastic Tuesday and I will see you bright and early tomorrow. Hey, looking for the hottest sports book offers at Outkick? Find exclusive promotions, expert bets, latest odds. Get in the game at outkick.com backslash bet.